What's poppin' internet? Welcome to another episode of the Synced Up Podcast, a show where we talk to you about news, games, and sandwich a little fun in between. I'm one of your host, Timothy DeRoe, and joining me this week is Mike. Hello. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Don't put more Tic Tacs in your I'm mouth. Going right for now. a couple of Tic Tacs? Don't do it again. What, what what were you eating last time? Last episode? You were eating something? I had pizza, pizza like a month ago. Was that in the post show or was that just in general? That, that was, was regular, regular show. show. That was like a month ago. I got a couple of Tic Tacs, bro. You know a little Tic Tac ASMR. You want a couple of tacs, bro? This show's not sponsored by Tic Tac. It's sponsored by nobody. It's not sponsored by anybody, unfortunately. You want some trivia? What's oh they got Tic Tac trivia? Yeah, go ahead, hit me with it. Oh no, I was just gonna come up with my own. Oh, based on the ingredients. I thought you were reading the back of Tic Tac and it was like a laffy taffy joke. But what do you think is the third most used ingredient? Sugar. You think that's not the number one ingredient? You're right. Uh, blue forty-two, tartaric acid. Oh, Shabby, you need blue forty-two and an orange Tic Tac. <laughs> Dude, you'd be surprised the type of shit. And an orange Tic Tac. You'd be surprised. Uh, what makes orange, bro? I don't know, but the blue forty-two. You know, there's like yellow forty-two. There's like yellow six. Yellow six. It's red 42. Red right? 42. There you go. Yeah. What's blue? Like 36? Well, what's the know. number? Coral blue number five. Yeah. What's the number classified? What's that? Like, Is that like the levels? Yeah. Or something? I don't know. Today yeah. we're going to talk about Tic Tacs. New Smash character. Sorry. That happened. <laughs> Review roundups for a couple of things and some new game announcements. Well, some leaks and whatnot, you know? I'm going to talk about Battlefield. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to talk about Battlefield at the end of the show. But before we get into that, a little bit of housekeeping for you. Mm-hmm. If you're h- jumping over here from MinMax, jumping. jumping, jumping. If you're jumping over here from the MinMax podcast and listening to, or MinMax show rather, and uh, listening to our stuff after you heard our uh, plug in the middle of their show, thank you. Welcome. Uh, congratu- congratulations. Congratulations. Congratulate. Congratulate. Thank you for coming up uh, over here, even though uh, we Gracias. plugged the filmcast, the podcast also is in those same feeds. So. Um, if you enjoy video games, this is the podcast where we talk about the video games, the other podcast where we talk about the movies. But thank you for jumping over here. Last uh, year, we had a bunch of people jump over and made some lifelong friends and had a lot of good time. A lot of good times. A lot of good time. A lot of good time. We had a lot of good time. Some of those people joined our Discord, which you can do by going to patreon.com slash synced up, where for $1, you can get access to that Discord where we talk mm-hmm. about a lot of things. Yesterday, we talked about sports. or sports going on. Is that working now? What? Discord. Was it not working? It wasn't. What? Well, Pablo wanted to get in. That's why I gave him the direct. Oh yes, invite. yes, yes. I went into the okay, Patreon okay. and it, it, works, it, it fixed works. everything. The reason it wasn't working before is because I had it assigned to do Discord, but I didn't have it assigned to do a role. So mm. it would, and then it, then inside the Discord itself, I didn't give the dis, the the Patreon bot the permissions to create an invite. Okay, which was like that. you need. That's what you need. It's obviously. kind of important. Well, yeah, exactly. Okay. And so for one dollar you can get access to that, or for five dollars you can get access to post shows of both the shows we do and many more goodies, all from YouTube.com/synkedupodcast or podcasting services around the globe. Cool. New episodes of this show specifically go up on all of those feeds Mondays, seven a.m. Central, Central Time, Time Zone, Zone gang. gang. You can also write into the show to synkeduppod at gmail.com or the reader mail submissions tab of the Discord with any questions, comments, concerns, and we may read those on the show. We got some from Spencer, Lucas Spencer today. Boy. You should also follow us on Twitter at Synkedup. I was doing good. That was a good synced up, synced pod. up pod, synced up pod. S Y N C E D U P O up. Nope. U U P P O D. To keep up the date with all of our content from across the board, the board, the big old board, the board across the board, mm-hmm. across the globe. We're across. everywhere. We're world. Put pitbull. The floor. Pitbull. You know, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Dollar. I can't think of a pitbull song. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Timber. It's bigger than boys. <laughs> bigger than dogs. Timber. Yeah, catch is nice. Anyway, now it's time to talk about news. We're here for video games. We're five minutes in the show. 
The final Smash Bros. Ultimate DLC stream happened. I got this little roundup here from CNET because there was more than just a character. Yeah. So Sora. The headlining news from the stream is that Sora is coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate as the game's final DLC fighter. The Kingdom Hearts protagonist joins the roster on October 18th. Those who purchase the Fighters Pass Volume 2 will receive Sora at no additional cost, but everyone else can pick up this individual, the individual Challenger Pack, which also includes his accompanying stage, music tracks, and new spirit board for $6 USD. According to Smash Bros. director Masahiro Sakurai, Sora was the most requested character during the Smash Bros. Challenger poll that Nintendo ran, ran back in 2015. Sakurai says Sora's set is large largely based on the original Kingdom Hearts, and he excels at aerial combat. Alongside Sora, Nintendo is adding the Hollow, the Hollow Bastion stage, which includes the following nine tracks from the Kingdom Hearts series. Night of Fate, Destiny's Force, Shrouding Dark Cloud, Hand in Hand, Blast Away Gummy Ship 2, Hollow Bastion, uh, Shirtso Dinote, Fragments of Sorrow, and Destati. Um, also worth noting, you get an extra music track if you play that Melody of Memories. Mm-hmm. You get um, something, Dreams of something or other. The main song. Dreams of something. When you walk away. No, that's called that's called Simple and Clean. Yeah, but you get a Simple and Clean remix. Do you, is that what that is? Yeah, I thought that's what it was. Because it's called Dreams something or other. Dreams are the of the dreams of I'll look at Nights uh, into Dreams. Let me see, bro. Um What was I gonna say? There was something I was gonna say that was Oh yeah. So yeah, they came out and they talked about that that character poll and about how they didn't release the results of the character poll because they didn't want companies to get harassed. But also worth noting, they lied Smart back in the move. day and said that that um they said that Bayonetta, cloud? Bayonetta topped that. Oh, I thought it was Cloud. No, nah, it was Bayonetta. They said Bayonetta topped the, uh, that that poll. That's false. That yeah, I would have known that was a lie. Are you sure it wasn't Cloud? That's what they said. That's what I was I was watching. Um, I think it was the kind of funny stream or something. That's what they were talking about. No. That doesn't seem right. Maybe it's maybe it's incorrect. But well, basically, was they, the last DLC. But I don't think that meant she was the. Basically, they said that they last they the there was a character in the DLC for Smash Bros for Wii U. That they said won that poll, which obviously did not win that poll. But mm. Sora won the poll. And they was just capping. Well, that was, I mean, it's a good choice by them. What's the song? Uh, did you find the song? I'm, I'm looking. Looking for the song? Nobody got it? Oh, Dearly Beloved. Yeah, yeah. That's do, good, song. Do, 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 good song, though. Do, do, anyway. A few Mii Fighter costumes. Doom Slayer is one of the three final Mii Fighter costumes coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. In addition to Sora, Nintendo is releasing one final wave of Mii Fighter costumes for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. This batch includes two pieces of Splatoon-themed headwear, an Octoling wig, and a Judd hat, as well as Doom Slayer costume for Mii Gunners. Each outfit costs 75 cents and will be available starting October 18th. I was so close to having my prediction right. I said Sora and Master Chief Mm -hmm. Mii costume. But it was Doom Slayer. It was Doom Slayer. I was so close. Yeah, so close. Kingdom Hearts on Switch. Beyond giving fans the first look at Sora, Sakurai also revealed that three Kingdom Hearts games are coming to the Nintendo Switch soon via cloud streaming. Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, and Kingdom Hearts 3 will all be playable on the system. An exact release date will be announced at a later time. A few new Amiibo. Finally, Sakurai shared some more information on the upcoming Super Smash Bros. Amiibo. This spring, Nintendo will release Amiibo figures for Min Min as well as Steve and Alex from Minecraft. Sakurai also confirmed that Sephiroth, Pyra, Mithra, and Kazuya Amiibo are also planned, though those don't yet have release windows. That was a pretty funny moment during the what during the presentation when he was talking about the Amiibos. Yeah, he's like, mm, the Steve Amiibo looks L- looks like Steve. Looks a lot like Steve. Mm-hmm. Mm, Alex Amiibo. Yep, looks like Alex. Cool that those are getting Amiibos. That's nice, I think. That's good. Dude, give me like, amiibos are good. Give me four Sora amiibos. All his skins look great, dude. They do look good. I want. I kind of want to get the Sephiroth and the Cloud amiibos just to have those. Sephiroth, because you know I got. I got. Um, well, the Cloud ones. Pit. You good luck finding the Cloud one, right? Yeah, I think it's pretty much. 
impossible to find at this point, but that would be nice to have. Because it, I like nice Final Fantasy if they, if they reprinted them all. Yeah. Because I like Final oh. Fantasy VII Remake so much. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically Final Fantasy VII Remake. Even though it's not, you know, it's like the closest I can get to. It's as like, close as you can get yeah, to. Yeah, because without spending like 250 bucks on like those like super high. Figure. Yeah, exactly. The, the cloud one when he's on the bike. And these ones are a lot cheaper. But all in all, I thought this was pretty good. I was tearing up. I oh, yeah. Up, I'm not going to lie. It, it, was, it was just like a, a finally moment. Like yeah. that's, that's how it should have ended. Him saying goodbye and being like, yeah, you know. This is it. This, this is, is it. He's like, when you... Some you know when you work on something for so long, eventually you're done, and uh, now I'm done. You it's kind of like, weird because when Smash Four was kind of at the end of its cycle, we knew it wasn't the end of Smash. Mm-hmm. Like we were like, okay, there's still a future for this thing. It's not the end after of Smash. Ultimate. It's not the end of Smash, but it's the end of I think the best Smash. Yeah, probably. We're never uh, gonna Smash have... Bros. will become something different because yeah. you've done the everybody's here. You've done all like this is Smash. It's old. It's Ultimate. Smash yeah. Ultimate. So I think Smash will just become a different. Not a different game necessarily, but it'll just be a different thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's. I don't think we see Smash for eight or nine years. You're probably right. I think it's gonna have to like let it die for a mm-hmm. little while, and then uh, yeah, rebirth. But it. it was a good event. The Kingdom Hearts games coming to the Switch. Weird that they're on cloud, but still, um, still pretty good. The Amiibos are nice. Having a Doom Slayer in there, uh, pretty nice. Even though he's just a, a me outfit. Uh, the the an announcement trailer with him floating out of the key thing and flying around that was really emotional. And then the end, the very very end of it with him shaking hands at Mario in front of the flame with all mm-hmm. the characters was nice. Was and iconic. then slotting him into that final big giant picture of all the fighters was like okay wow. And then I was I was just tearing up because you know Sakurai was yeah, a, it was just the end of a yeah. an era. It's been he's he's such a lad. Was, he's such a lad, especially with his um, especially with his when Sora got announced and he was like. Oh. <laughs> he's doing his classic dance. He, ah, dude. Sakurai's I, just a, he's a good guy. It's one of the, like, very joyous parts of the video game community, I feel like. Yeah. Because I, I don't know how Nintendo does it so well, but it makes, like, this is a marketing thing, right? Mm-hmm. To show off Sora. Of course. You're trying to sell him. But it doesn't feel like that. It feels like a moment in gaming type of thing where it's yeah. like. But that's, I think marketing and gaming are intrinsically tied together. I know, I know. But it's not like for me watching E3 where I'm like, okay, this is this is like a big thing where everyone's just showing off their stuff. This mm-hmm. just felt like a, a final goodbye love letter yeah. from soccer. Like, I've done very, yeah. everything very, you've asked for. Very beautiful moment. Um, I would agree. So get excited for that. October 18th. We're going to stay in the beautiful realm and the Nintendo realm because the re- there's a review roundup for the Switch OLED. Nintendo's new Switch model arrives this week. Here's what the critics are saying. This roundup's from GameSpot. So let's get a few. We got a GameSpot, a CNET, and the IGN review mm-hmm. from Steven Petit at GameSpot. The Nintendo Switch OLED is a marked improvement over the original and Switch Lite. If you play a lot in handheld mode, the OLED model is a surprisingly huge upgrade. And if you don't play your Switch in handheld mode often, the Switch OLED's new screen is impressive enough that it could change that. It's from Scott Stein at CNET. We're four and a half years into Nintendo Switch's console lifecycle, and there are tons of great games. But also, the Switch clearly lacks the graphics punch of next-gen consoles like the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Mobile games and iPad games keep getting better. There are a lot of ways to play games. The Switch is still a wonderful library of Nintendo and indie games and other stuff too, and a stellar family device, but it's just one slice of an ever-growing gaming universe. Nintendo hasn't leveled up its console yet. This still has the same processor as before and serves the same audience. Just consider it a revision that's checked a bunch of our wishlist features off our list, but not all of them. From Taylor Lyles at IGN. 
After playing with it for a week, I found that the Nintendo Switch OLED model's brighter, more vibrant, and slightly larger screen has made me want to take it out of dock mode much more often, and not just when I'm about to travel. I feel more encouraged to lounge around on the couch or even in direct sunlight in the yard and play games handheld. The revised kickstand makes playing on the any flat surface much easier, and the Ethernet-enabled dock makes downloads quicker. While it's, tougher, while it's a tougher sell for current Switch owners, particularly those that mostly keep their consoles docked, there are enough revisions to make it an easy recommendation for anyone who doesn't own a Switch already. Of course, my friend Ben has played the OLED. He copped it, mm -hmm. um, and he he after copying it, he immediately sold his light because he doesn't, you know, he was like, no, I'm not going to use this anymore. Mm -hmm. um, he took out his memory card and did all that stuff. But he said, yeah, it's like, it's it's a marked improvement. It feels a lot different. He says looking at the old Switch makes it feel archaic and more of a kid's toy. Um, just the idea of removing the bevel and increasing the screen all the way to the edges, he's like, oh, it's crazy how much of a difference that that's made. Yeah, and even the, just the colors and stuff has been really good. So I, mean, I talked to him about it, it a little it bit. It seems like a consensus is as a three hundred and fifty dollar upgrade, not worth it. As a fifty dollar upgrade, as a oh, you're gonna buy one or the other. Yeah, and you might as well pick this one. But if you already have one, maybe if you bought a day one Switch and you're just starting to fall apart, go ahead and cop this one. But Otherwise, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, but apparently, uh, plays really good. If you ain't got one, I'll let's stay in that. Let's stay in that Nintendo realm, though. Pokemon Legends Arceus is not an open world game. This is from Comic Book. The Pokemon Company has provided an important bit of clarification about its upcoming Pokemon Legends Arceus game. Earlier next year, the Pokemon Company will release Pokemon Legends Arceus, a new Pokemon game that makes big changes to the well-worn Pokemon formula. But while the game was initially described as an open-world style game by fans, the Pokemon Company clarified that the game is in a true open-world game. When Kotaku pointed out that the game seemed to feature open areas that are walled off from other areas, the Pokemon Company provided a brief response confirming how the game will work. Quote, In Pokemon Legends Arceus, Jub Jubilife Village will serve as the base for surveying missions, the Pokemon Company told, the told Kotaku in a statement. After receiving an assignment or request and preparing for the next excursion, players will set out from the village to study one of the various open areas of the Hisu region. After they finish their survey work, players will need to return once more to prepare for their next task. We look forward to sharing more information about exploring the Hisu region soon, end quote. Basically, gameplay will be a bit more in the style of Monster Hunter Rise, where players explore an area but still have to return to a home base in between missions. These areas look to be significantly larger than the routes traditionally seen in Pokemon games, but this won't be a game akin to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, where players have access to the entire map after a brief introductory period. So, that, yeah, this came out recently. Mm -hmm. Big disappointment for me. Um, I know it doesn't move the needle much at all for you um being more of a pokemon fan of course you're still hype i know isaiah is still hype a lot of people are still hype but uh, for me because uh, i'm more of a lapsed pokemon fan more have fallen to the wayside in terms of pokemon mm -hmm. and have needed like a really really big change um this is a really really big change not saying that it yeah, isn't it's still, huge. It's, it's still a huge change um but one of the things that i was really really looking forward to um was hoping that this game had a big focus on exploration and stuff that's mm -hmm. some of my favorite things one of the best things about breath of the wild is being able to just explore and find random shit and, and look under nook and crannies and find all kinds of stuff um of course i'll still wait to reviews to see if this ultimately destroys that dream um but if, if it is more akin to monster say, hunter those Rise, things could still happen they could still they could still happen but if you if you play a game like monster hunter world those things those aren't there those aren't, are just things those those areas exist more as pathways to walk to get to your task and less of a open world thing where let's look around and see what's going on um which sucks for me but Ultimately, I don't think this moves the needle for well, the much is, of anyone. Well, okay. So how many... When you play Monster Hunter, right? Yeah. Is there, is there like 20 designed levels and you go there's, through each Yeah, one? there's like a bunch of levels. Okay. But in those levels... Them, well, no. There's there's um, there's there's um five, right, Jordan? In Monster Hunter World... Why am I so loud? In Monster Hunter World, um, 
you have like four or five pre-loaded areas yeah. that you can go back to as many times as you need to, but they don't change. Yeah. But they are dynamic in the sense of like, once you do a mission here that causes this monster to not be there anymore, this it's other monster not will show there up. anymore. Yeah. yeah. So there's stuff like that. But there is only five areas in Monster Hunter World. Four or five. It, okay. I, I think it's five with the DLC. But they're big, expansive areas. They're huge. But they're not meant for exploration. Like, there's stuff in there, but you're not meant to, like, oh, there's a cave here with, a ch like, this stuff here, and you're finding cool lore things. There's none mm. of that. It's just they exist simply as a stage to complete your task. And that's so what I'm worried about with the Pokemon areas. There's five areas in Pokemon, and yeah. they kind of broke it down um, to where it seems like each area is potentially bigger than the wild area mm -hmm. in Sword and Shield. Um, yeah. Which is pretty sizable. The wild area is pretty big. Because um, they just counted it by the amount of sections they had. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It's less of the size and more of the content within the areas. Because especially when looking at the trailers and you see kind of the emptiness of some of the areas, that's what makes me worry that these will just exist as, as a launching platform to just run around and grab the platform or run around and grab the Pokemon and stuff rather than areas to like explore cool things and yeah because there's that's just not i don't think it's a focus here which was one of my main like hypes but it's not necessarily to say that this is bad because of that it's more to say that it's just not the game you not want. the game that i personally want not not a knock against the game whatsoever just not what uh my cup of tea mm. let's move on though to a completely different game not even remotely the same i don't know man there's some similarities from Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the Definitive Edition, officially announced from mm. IGN. I'd say there's... After many, many leaks, Rockstar Games has officially announced the Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the Definitive Edition. The Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the Definitive Edition. Comprising of Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. The updated games will be released for PS5, PS4, Series X, and S, Xbox One, the Switch, and PC via the Rockstar Games launcher later this year. Mobile ports will follow next year. All three games, quote, will feature across-the-board upgrades including graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements for all three titles while still maintaining the classic look and feel of the originals, end quote. More details will follow in the coming weeks. Rockstar has not yet confirmed if the games will be released as a single package, as individual titles, or both. I imagine a single package. The existing versions of all three games will be removed from the digital storefronts next week. Rockstar also announced that the games will come to iOS and Android in the first half of 2022. Uh, this kind of took the wind out of my sails for this, in my opinion. Because I was hoping for remasters. I was hoping for, like, some serious... Let's remaster these. Let's make these some updated graphics. Um, no. If you're porting these hoes to uh, to mobile um, and you're telling me you're going to remove the old versions of the game, you're telling me that this is just going to be the same game. Yeah, you're, you're just selling it again. You're just... In my opinion, this is a stepping stone to make more money for them to make the next thing, right? They need yeah. to make the next thing, so they got to release something to make some cash. Um, well, they're not hard for cash, but that's kind of what it feels like a little bit. Um especially that it's coming out on everything, the Switch. You're removing the old games. You're porting them to 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 the, uh, to the mobile. Um, what was the other thing? Um, there's something else that I'm... Blah, 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 blah. Across the board upgrades. Boom, hmm. uh, no, I guess that's everything. Whether they're individual or yeah, a single package. There'll be a single package because there was a Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy package before mm -hmm. that, that exists um, already out there in the wild that you could buy that had all three games back on yeah. like the PS2. And so that's why this one's the trilogy, the definitive edition, because the mm -hmm. trilogy already exists. Um, but this is just kind of, yeah, it's, it's great for those people that want to play these old games again on these newer consoles, but I'm not, I, gonna. I would need GTA five graphics to go back to San yeah, Andreas. You'd have to, you'd have to kind of make it a new game for me to visit these, these games. Mm -hmm. Cause it's not like I didn't have the ability to play it before. So this yeah. doesn't make me like, Oh, now I can finally play it. I still think it's good though, because you can, 
you know, they're going to be a lot smoother. They're going to run a lot better. The loading is going to be a lot better. Mm -hmm. So it's still, if you were into those games, this is worth picking up. But for me, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you and on PC, it does make a lot of sense because you could just buy the old ones and then mod the shit out of them. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know. But there you go. Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition is coming and it'll also be on mobile. Time for Ubisoft. They got some stuff coming too. The next Ghost Recon game is a 100 player free to play shooter. This is from Polygon. The next Ghost Recon game from Ubisoft is something different. It's a free-to-play, player-versus-player-focused first-person shooter with support for 100-plus players. It's called Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Frontline, and it goes into testing next week in select territories. There's a verb. Ubisoft Bucharest, which developed Tom Clancy's Hawks games and co-developed other Tom Clancy titles, is leading the development of Ghost Recon Frontline. The studio aims to combine the tactical military action of the nearly 20-year-old Ghost Recon franchise and the massive engagements of the Battle Royale genre. Ghost Recon Frontline will feature multiple game modes, but Ubisoft is specific... The massive engagements of the Battle Royale genre? Is that mm -hmm. really a thing? I don't think that's a thing. It's what usually because it's usually there's not massive engagements. There's one team versus one team and maybe a third team that pulls up. There's not massive engagements, you know. Yeah. I don't really think there's like because like in Battlefield think, well, you have like it, 20 dudes on 20 dudes fighting for the same point. Well, That's no, a massive I think engagement. It's mostly referring to like, all right, everybody's dropping at retail row. Yeah, there's gonna be 30 people up in there. Yeah, I guess I guess, that's, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Re Retail Row. Oh, Retail Row is the place. Uh, uh, let's go. Ghost Recon Frontline will feature multiple game modes, but Ubisoft is specifically highlighting one called Expedition that will feature 100-plus players fighting as teams of three. Players will need to work together to complete dynamic objectives on a massive open-world map set on an island called Drakemore, which is home to a variety of biomes. Players won't just be tasked with eliminating each other in Expedition, but will instead gather and protect intel. They can even interrogate downed enemies to learn the location of their teammates. After accomplishing their mission, they'll fight to survive as they call in an extraction team to escape with said intel. Players will have a variety of tactical tools at their disposal, and Ubisoft Bucharest says that there are different paths to victory. Players will be able to reshape the battlefield, calling in vehicles, auto turrets, and dynamic cover, including on-demand sniper towers via airdrops. Frontline is built on core Ghost Recon values, developers said, letting players create their own solutions to solve situations. Ghost Recon Frontline will offer a variety of player classes known as contractors. Ubisoft hinted at three contractor types that will be available at launch. Assault, which offers great sustainability in close-range fights. Support, which offers protection with fortification abilities. And Scout, which can recon areas to reveal and pester enemies. Ubisoft said that other quicker modes are coming to Ghost Recon Frontline as are additional contractors as part of a planned, ongoing seasonal update model for the free-to-play game. You know, we got a lot of these. Yeah. Um, will they do anything different to hook me? They could. They may be. You gotta wait to release to see this. Uh, I think... I mean, me and the boys will at least try it. It's Ubisoft. It's free. It's Ghost Recon. It's free. It's a battle royale. You know, me, Chance, Jordan. I could see us downloading it, playing a few matches. And if we like it, playing it for a couple of weeks. But if, if we don't, we will drop the shit like a bag of I rocks. will say, the name of the game is definitely Tom Clancy World Word Salad. Yeah. Ghost Recon Frontline. Yeah. It's classic stuff. Mm -hmm. But we'll try it. It means nothing. Jordan likes Ghost Recon. You like Ghost Recon, right, Jordan? You're a big fan. Ghost Recon. Yeah, I love Ghost Recon. Yeah, Ghost Recon. Like, you like Frontlines? Exactly. Mm -hmm. I like Frontlines. <laughs> we do? We do. Do we not? I guess so. What is the front line? I don't know. The front of the line? No, I mean, I, I like Ubisoft in general. So, I mean, I'll definitely... And Battle Royales are kind of, yeah. you know... And it's so. free. So, we might as well... Yeah. We might as well give it a shot. So we'll definitely try it. But, because this genre is so saturated, it's... It will, saturated. Saturated. It will be easy to drop this game. Oh, yeah. So it has to do something cool. I think it's going to be interesting to see them try to give you the Ghost Recon feel <laughs> in a Battle Royale game. That's going to be odd. Most of the time when you think of Ghost Recon games, you kind of think of... Tactical. Against AI. Yeah. 
So I don't know if you'll be able to get that same level of I feel like a badass. Yeah. But we'll see. SOCOM did it. I don't know. Maybe they can pull it off. Maybe they can pull it off. I hope so. I don't know. Anyway. Kind of some Rainbow Six Fives with the, the being able to interrogate downed enemies yeah. to find the other enemies. Who, there was one. I can't remember who did that in Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> that boy turned off that massage, bro. Yes, sir. Every time, bro. Yeah. Anyway, blow, blow, moving blow, on. Blow. Um, Twitch, okay, can you turn your mic off so they're not getting, <laughs> they're not getting the whoops? <laughs> Twitch Mega Leak reveals secret Steam competitor codenamed Vapor, which is funny. Oh no, this is from PC Gamer. Twitch has been compromised in an enormous data leak, which includes this. What? I just realized why it's funny. Because it's Project Vapor and then it was Steam. Yeah. yeah. Um, Twitch has been compromised in an enormous data leak, which includes the site's source code, several un unannounced and unreleased projects, and information such as how much individual streamers are being paid. The company has yet to make any official announcement, but regardless, this is a hack on a simply catastrophic scale. Among the unannounced projects include is included is software named Vapor or Vapor. Vapor or Vapor, it's just, no, no, UK spelling. This appears to be a humorous title for what is intended to eventually be a competitor to Steam. Essentially, imagine just buying and having your game's library on Twitch with all of Twitch's features. It's a move that makes obvious sense, and one that will have Valve, never mind the rest of the competition, concerned. Whatever form Vapor eventually takes, it will launch into a captive audience that, is already, that already has Twitch as part of their gaming life, and straight out of the gate could become very big very fast. Further assets from the Vape World element suggest something akin to PlayStation Home, don't all run away at once. Data Diver Sinook reckons it's some sort of VR chat thing, and dug up, among other things, a 3D Bob Ross chat emote and a Hearthstone card. <laughs> so there you go. But, um, a Steam competitor coming from Twitch and Amazon. That's it, a big it deal. It makes big sense from Twitch. That's a big deal. Uh, they give away free games all the time. Yeah. Prime drops. Boot it up. You can. I'm sure they'll do a thing where, like, if you stream this game, you'll um. Uh, they can just do so much weird stuff. Yeah. With the, the streaming Automatic, drops. You know, you, they, you see the thing. Xbox was supposed to have that mixer integration mm -hmm. where you could see someone on mixer and then you could. No, that wasn't Xbox. That was uh, Stadia that did that shit. Or you could watch a YouTuber let's play a game mm -hmm. and then click play and it would bring well, the like, game. Well, like imagine imagine this, right? Same so thing. So the big streamer. Um, they already do this, but they could do it in different ways where it's like, if you stream this game, um, you'll get more, s while you're streaming this game, your subs will be worth this much mm -hmm. or, or this much. There's that. I feel like there's just so yeah. much weird stuff they could do. You could do creator codes. Uh, you, you bought a game after watching one of your favorite streamers play it, bought mm -hmm. it through their little thing. They get a, they get a, you know, they get mm -hmm. a back end payment from that extra ways to support your favorite creators and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. This could be cool. Also could be terrible. You know, I don't think I don't, steam I don't dominates the game. But if anyone could do it, Twitch and uh, Twitch and Amazon, mm, they might could. Oh yeah, if I I bet they'll. I don't know. They could give it a good try. Yeah. Google Google doesn't care enough about failed projects to actually like <laughs> work through kinks. I yeah. feel like Twitch would. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's Twitch it for the Amazon. news. Good stuff. Yeah, good week. Metroid good week. Uh, performing well. People like Metroid. Far Cry Six performing as you would expect. Mm -hmm. Pretty reg. Seven point five. Very. Um, if you like Far know. Cry, play this. If you don't like Far Cry, don't play this. Yeah. I if you're like tired of Far Cry, skip. Is that a dead genre? Nope. Point? Okay. No, sir. That shit sells incredibly well. Okay. So not I at all. I didn't know if we were we were reaching the end of. You're just you asking if that's a dead genre is just asking if Ubisoft is dead, because that's True. what they do. <laughs> that's what they do. But I mean, after what Watch Dogs Legion. I don't know. Assassin's Creed. That's still the same kind of thing. Uh, go clear I, camps. I, go climb towers, bro. Go clear camps. Go clear, climb towers. Clear all the mini objectives on your map. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
A lot of things on your map, which I'll talk about later with Battlefield. Anyway, now it's time for the section of the podcast. The following, new, following immediately the news after the news. It where usually we, occurs about the 20 to 30 minute mark yeah, of the show. Anywhere in that range, depending mm-hmm. on what's going on. And we go over historical releases in, you guessed it, This Week in Gaming. This Week in Gaming. It's called mm-hmm. This Week in Gaming. October 11th. Fucking iconic game right here. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door 2004. That's a good game. Mm-hmm. Solid game. Gears of War 4 2016. Rise mm-hmm. of the Tomb Raider, Raider. Shout out, Jordan. 2016. Mm-hmm. Dragon Quest Builders in 2016 as well. Big day. Big day. October 12th, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of the Sky in 2009. Never That's played that. That's a good game. And Pokemon X and Y in 2013. That's a mid game. Mid game. Mid game. Never played them. And then Black Ops 4 in 2018. Skip. Skip, yep. October 13th, Mortal Kombat 3 in 1995. Dead Space in 2008, mm-hmm. which we'll get to play that upcoming uh, pretty soon. The Jack Black iconic-ass game, Brutal Legend 2009. Brutal Legend which, came out after Dead Space. Yep. Also, you don't remember the you remember the RTS portion of Blue Legend, bro? Yes. Yeah. Crazy shit. Where you had your little rocker dudes. Mm-hmm. That was a game. It still is. Uncharted it, 2 it dropped the that. same day as Brutal Legend. Man, that sucks, man, to drop the same day as Brutal Legend. Get your sales ate up. For I know, sure, I, bro. The, uh, Uncharted never recovered from that. I honestly. know. Evil Within mm-hmm. 2 in 2017. Game Scoop. I never played. October 14th, Pokemon Gold and Silver in the no, year that's, 2000. That's a good game. One of my favorites, Saints Row 2 in 2008. So good. Mm-hmm. Borderlands, the pre-sequel in 2014, and then the Evil Within 1 in 2014, which I actually played the Evil Within 1, and a lot of people slept on that game. Bro, how are you going to have your sequel come out the day before? Like, like why, why not just three years after? Because what if, I don't know, what was October 14th of 2014? Was that like a Saturday? Well, you don't it's really probably like a Friday to Saturday thing, right? Yeah, you don't want to do like, that. But like, why not? I don't know. Let's I don't do know. it. October 15th, Children of Morta in 2019. Good-ass game right there. And another good-ass game right here, Disco Elysium in 2019, which the new version uh, should be dropping in a couple of days. Today? Mm-hmm. I thought you said... Oh, yeah, I guess right? today. Yeah, I guess it'd be today. It'd be or today. tomorrow or something? I don't know. Or anyway, the next day. October 16th, Devil May Cry 1 in 2001. Spider-Man 3 for the PSP in 2007. Yoshi's Woolly World in 2015. October 17th, Bully in 2006. Jesus. <laughs> Bully in 2006, a game I never played, but people loved. And then Destroy All Humans 2 in 2006. Kirby's mm-hmm. Epic Yarn in 2010, a game mm-hmm. I played the shit out of with my brother. Loved it. And then South Park, Fractured But Whole in 2017. Good game. Now it's time to talk about the things that we've been playing. What you been playing, bro? Played me some Avengers. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, game's still... That's how mid. I feel about it. It's all right. That's how I feel about it. I think this game... Not bad. Is this game for seventy dollars? No, no, sir. Don't pay seventy dollars for this game. If you got an Xbox, just download it on Game Pass. If you got a PlayStation, hey, bro, just don't play it. Just don't, just don't play the game. It's not like you even got Spider Man. Exactly. Um, so I think this game uh, is extremely mid, but for on Game Pass, worth trying out. If mm-hmm. you're into the Marvel stuff, you're into the Avengers stuff, might as well play it. But there's like a lot of things. Like I was trying to do multiplayer with chance. Like. It's so convoluted and ridiculous, and it needs to be simplified. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Just getting into playing games with your homies was, like, so difficult, and it took me a chance, like, 35 minutes to, like, figure out, like, what the fuck's going on. Now we got randos in here, but we can't kick them, so we need to leave. We need to join a lobby. We need to have you join my lobby, and then I need to privatize my lobby before anyone else joins in, but bef- but I can't do it before you join in, so I have to do it after you join in, but there's a little mm-hmm. period there where someone else could join in, and now we got randos in our lobby, and we're not allowed to kick the randos. It's like a whole thing. That's weird. And it's, like, so I, weird to load into things and missions. Like, Chance was trying to load into a mission, and it was impossible. So we had to go with me, and then I was loading in, and it was weird. And, like, the difficulty – like, everything was just so I weird. I don't think this game will ever be great. No. I don't think they can pull, like, a No Man's Sky this or is, anything like that. Yeah. The way I think it should be played 
is I think you should put that shit on easy and just play the story. Play as your favorite character for a little yeah, while. This is what I'm doing. I'm playing the story. I'm going through the story. I'm on easy mode. Mm-hmm. Every time I pick up gear, I don't even fuck with it. I don't look at the gear. I'm not looking at gear. I just put the highest number on. Yeah, just auto-equip. Auto-equip. We go in there. Skill tree. I'm hitting the skills. All right? I'm not trying to min-max my build. No. I'm not worried about my gamma damage and shit. No. I'm just auto-equipping gear, putting that shit on easy mode, running through the story. And I'm having a good time. But if I was... Uh, the moment I knock the difficulty up, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm not mm-hmm. having fun anymore. Things, I'm Hulk. Things take too long yeah. to kill. I'm Hulk. And I'm grabbing a dude... Just a dude, mm-hmm. and it's taking me this long to kill him. I'm Hulk. He should be dying. Dude, I, so yeah, that's how I played it. I'm like, you know what? I'm a superhero. I'm putting this shit on easy, so I feel like a superhero. And then I'm just watching the cutscenes, and it's a, it's a good time. I will say I enjoy the DLC part more. Yeah, like the K Bishop story thing. I haven't got because I that. just got to play straight as Thor, mm-hmm. and that's all I want to do is play as Thor. Because I went and played the campaign for a little bit, mm-hmm. and like the second I had to start playing as Iron Man, I wanted to stop playing the game. Mm-hmm. Just because he doesn't feel nearly as good. Yeah. Jordan likes Iron Man. I can't. I can't explain it to you. Thor is like the only character I feel good. Yeah, playing I, as. I thought Thor and Iron Man felt like, terrible. The yeah. only character I liked playing as was Black Widow. N- uh, not even, bro. I'd rather play Captain America before. Her. Well, throwing, I haven't got to that. Throwing so. the hammer as Thor is just the my favorite feeling. Doesn't feel like the Leviathan axe, bro. You haven't played God of War. That's why you like it, bro. You're probably right. <laughs> like, it's the exact same. Function, if you played right? God of War, you'd be like, "Damn, this is sucks." I don't know. It's nice to throw the hammer at someone, run, hit the strong attack, pick up the hammer midair, and yeah. like that. I don't know. Good stuff. The combat. I think the characters themselves are good. I think it's just the level design, the the extremely the, repetitive nature yeah, of the enemies. It's the games. Itself. I think it's the games as a service nature as well that really it, it just hinders never this game. Hit a point where this game is like. Nice. Yeah. It's just always no. going to be too late. mid. It's too late. Yeah. I think Gardens of the Galaxy going to be mid, too. Going to play it, though. I don't know. I think it will. I, I think, think it's going to be swimming in sevens. For sure. Maybe. It looks a little jank. I think it'll be swimming in sevens, but I think for me, personally... It might be an eight. Just looking at the soundtrack of that game. Yeah, soundtrack does I'm already like... Yeah, This I could agree. suck, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be jamming out. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to enjoy the music. You play anything else? I don't think so. Okay. So I played the Battlefield 2042 beta. I wish Chance was here to talk to me or talk with me about it. Um, that shit's ass, man. Cheeks. And this hurts. This hurts as a Battlefield fan, as someone who loved Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, Battlefield 1, and even could forgive Battlefield 5. I've always bought the premium passes until they stopped selling them. I love Battlefield. It's one of my favorite franchises out there. I have so many good memories playing through Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 1. Like, all those games. Love them, love them, love them. Um, but Battlefield 2042 is a hot fucking mess. And look, you can tell me this is an old build of the game. You can tell me this is a beta. The game comes out next month. So even if this build, in my opinion, is six months old, this game still needs to be delayed a year, at least, at the minimum. This game is a hot, janky mess. Between visual glitches, just in-game glitches, audio glitches, everything is just a mess. It's like sometimes you'll be running across the field. And honestly, like, it has... Like, if you have epilepsy, skip the beta completely because there's certain sections where, like, just things are, like, flashing and it's like, ah, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, pass out because I, there's, why is this thing flashing so much? And it's just a visual glitch is all mm-hmm. that it is. Um, the tornado thing that they have in the trailers that looks really cool. The wingsuit doesn't exist. That's not a thing. And then also, um, the tornado, the tornado itself is really a non sequitur. Like, it, it doesn't, it's not 
really a good thing to have. Like you, when you looked at it in the trailers, it looked like this big destruction thing that you could try to avoid, or you could jump in it and have some crazy fun and probably die, but like do some crazy stuff. You cannot do that here. You're getting your all you can really do is pull your parachute, and then you you can't really aim. Like you know, they kind of had them like. And when I was watching the trailer, I was like, that's not realistic to be able to aim in a, t in a tornado. Mm -hmm. But for the sake of fun, makes sense. Can't do it here. You can't aim. You're looking all over all kinds of place. Um, you can't tell if there's an enemy in front of you, your teammate in front of you. All you can see is gray. It's like it just doesn't – and it doesn't really like – it's not cool. It's not like destroying and ripping up trees and doing all kinds of cool shit like it showed yeah. in the trailer. It It's uh, like your part of the map will be sunny, and you'll look over there and see the tornado. Like that shit should not exist, right? Like it it, it really feels like a non-thing. Um Aside from those glitches, a lot of stuff with, like, putting on attachments and them just not being on, being unable to, unable to equip things, um, uh, just net code and all that type of stuff just seems really, really, really bad. And sure, early build of the game, all that stuff. But even then, so if you're running with an early build of the game, you got to ask yourself, why would they use a six-month-old build of the game to do the beta test? And not this Is build. Is it just for server tests? Like, server testing and stuff like that? Yeah. If that's the case... Maybe, Bro, but that's you, weird. And if it's to generate hype, yeah. you're doing the opposite. You're doing it wrong. Bill. You're doing it wrong. And the reason I say that is because, look, I don't support Activision Blizzard, so I'm not going to buy Call of Duty. But you look at the Call of Duty beta, mm -hmm. very well received. People liked it. Mm -hmm. Makes people want to buy the game. You look at the Halo flight, very well received, mm -hmm. super crisp, super good. Good. Makes people want to buy it. People are going to buy it. Like people are going to play this shit because that beta was so good. Yeah. Battlefield beta comes out like this. It's going to get its lunch eight all damn year by Call of Duty and Halo. It's not going to succeed. It needs to be delayed six mm -hmm. months to a year. I think it needs, it really does. They delayed it a month. I don't think that was enough. It's going to come out and it's not going to sell well already because it's beta, I think. And then Call of Duty is right there now because they decided to delay to Call of Duty. We're asking 70 bucks for this game, right? That's a multiplayer only title. You don't even mm -hmm. have a campaign anymore, which if you don't have a campaign anymore and you're not focusing on that, why does this multiplayer feel so bad? You know, yeah. like, so it's a classic thing of EA pushing dice to their limits and not giving them the amount of time they need to make the game. Like delay this game. It's going to come out after Cobb. Cobb's going to be infinitely better. This game's going to flop. And then Halo's going to come on and, and sweep and just clean up the area. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to happen. But okay. D despite that conversation, let's take the conversation to like the actual game itself. Right. Um, so this game, if you have any sort of like sensory overload or anything like that, skip this game. I don't get those things usually. In this yeah. game, I did. I could not. Dude, I went on this ramp to Ben yesterday. I can't. I could not tell what was going on. I did not know what was going on. You implement like in a game with so many things on my screen and on my hood. You're telling me when you when you have that much stuff that you're just giving me a lot of information, right? Mm -hmm. So you would think. <laughs> sorry, choking on TikTok. You would think that I should know what the fuck's going on with all this info on my screen. Yeah. No. Half of the info is redundant, and half of it is impossible to read. Why, when I look in the direction, do I see a blue dot for every single one of my teammates? I have 63 teammates. There's 63 blue dots on my screen if I'm sitting on the edge of the map. And sure, they're dim, mm -hmm. but they're everywhere. Okay. There's that. Why do I need an indicator on my screen for every friendly vehicle? That someone is in, in the direction that I am looking. If a helicopter is halfway across the map behind three buildings, I don't need a helicopter indicator on my screen to let me know that there's a helicopter there. Why do I need to know that? I don't, but it's on my screen and it's cluttering my screen. 
I have my ammo, my abilities, my character, all that stuff in the bottom right. I have the map. I have all the flags. I have all the stuff on the bottom left. There's now a bar over the top of the screen that tells you important information like, oh, A is being captured, yada, yada, yada. Then there's a thing in the center of my screen when I'm on a point telling me the, the point that I'm on, how many teammates are there, how many enemies are there, and a bar going either way to show you who's capturing what. And then I can see on my screen blocks of every other point that's being captured or not captured or is theirs or mine and then i could see all these blue dots for all my teammates all of these things for every vehicle that's on the map and any enemy vehicles that are on the map that have been that have been spotted i can't see shit yeah. i can't see anything so i had to go into my settings and turn off a bunch of the hud elements and even then it wasn't enough because when you combine that with the fact that the color palette in this game is super gray and super it's like blue and bluish gray because you know you know every every um Battlefield has like their color palette, you know, like Battlefield 4 was like the orangish thing and like all that stuff. Mm. This is like a bluish gray color palette. You've made all of the colors and indicators so similar. I sit close to shit to my screen. I should be able to tell the difference between these things, but yeah. I cannot. I cannot. And so because of all this stuff, I found myself unloading a clip into a teammate thinking it was an enemy. I found myself running straight into an enemy thinking it was a teammate. So often, it wasn't because I sucked. It was because the information that is being presented to me is in not... It's just not good. There's just too much of it. You can't die. And it's redundant. Anything. Exactly. Yeah. Why? Like, I, on any time you just look in one direction, you're seeing all the indicators for your teammates. These big green indicators for your squad mates, also with their name, no matter where the fuck they are on the map, and mm -hmm. how far away they are from you. Why do I need to know that Chance is 356 meters away? I don't. Put a green dot that he's over there, or fact, matter of fact, don't put a green dot at all. He's across the map. I don't need an indicator to tell me that he's there. Yeah. I can look at the map. I can look at the map. It does not need to be in my face right mm. and so all these blue dots all these green dots all these green names all these indicators for how far they are the map all the ammo all of that stuff the bar at the top the indicator for the the point i'm trying to capture the bar the numbers for the enemies of the teammates every vehicle that is in that direction every little med pack every ammo pack all of that stuff and every other point on the map is on my screen at once and i cannot see i can't see so i just couldn't do anything and I was getting murdered constantly. Like, it was just impossible to see, impossible to digest. And a lot of the information, like I'm saying, redundant and unnecessary. I don't need to know that there's a helicopter across the map. Don't tell me that. If there's an enemy helicopter flying above me, put a little indicator on it. Yeah. If there's enemies that have been spotted in front of me, put an indicator on it. Maybe give the teammate, like in Halo, teammates, they just got a little blue outline. Just a little blue outline. It's real subtle, but it's noticeable. The enemies, you know, whatever. But anytime there's an enemy further than 25 yards away, I could not tell that they were enemy or I could not even tell that they were there because there was just so much shit on my screen at one time. That doesn't even account for the fact when the tornado was coming through and there's all this extra shit on my screen, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like you want to have all that stuff there and be like, oh, this is crazy. This is cool. There's so much and this game can run. One, it can't run. But even beside that, like, it's it's unnecessary and it was giving me sensory overload. So I've, And I've never went into a game to turn off HUD elements. I've never done that. Oh, I've never. In my either. entire life. But I was in there like... uh, uh teammate indicators off uh these indicators off this like i was just turning stuff off constantly because i just could not and even once i turned off a bunch it was still w just undigestible mm. which sucks sucks a lot you know and that that overshadows some of the other cool things that are in the game like being able to use snipers as a medic or being able to use smgs as a recon like you know being able to use any of the guns for any of the classes and use all the other stuff like all that stuff became overshadowed by just all of this crazy stuff. And then the net code itself is just bad. And it also doesn't help that the time to kill is like so fast. Like you die so fast. So like I was finding myself in I'm just going to keep bitching, I guess. I, I was finding myself like just dying so quickly when I would run to like sections or spawn because 
you just die fast and you kill fast, which is fine, but you die fast. And with all the stuff on the screen and all the things going on, like it's made it impossible to do stuff. Now, a different aspect, not that part of the game, but a different part of the game. 128 players, right? Yeah. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, 128 players doesn't really matter if you triple the size of your maps. Why are the maps so much bigger? You tell me you're going to implement 128 players so the battles feel bigger and better. But if you make the map so much larger, you completely negate the fact. Yeah, and if you're going over three points, you're just playing like 20 v 20. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, 32 versus 32 before on previous, like Battlefield 1, that shit was fun. That shit was intense. Like, that was really good. You told me to go 64 versus 64, make those maps slightly bigger, that would be still really intense. But it feels like they've tripled slash quadrupled the size of the maps. Like, me and Chance, and they've added to the double sprint thing where you can sprint or double sprint even faster if you pick mm-hmm. your gun up. Me and Chance were sprinting all the time and just getting clipped as soon as we arrived anywhere. And the map is so big now that instead of breaking up into E point, D point, C point, B point, it's now like A1 point, A2 point, A3 point, B1 and B2. It's because they these map is so big. So instead yeah. of just having five points spread across it, each of those points have been split into multiple points across a section sector of the map. And it's just like, oh man, it's, it's ridiculous and it's impossible. And so it, it was not fun. We played three matches and the only reason we played three is because we were hoping to get a different map, but this is the only map in the beta, right? Yeah. I was like, maybe there's a different map. I don't know. Let's just play another, let's just play another. And we played another and I was like, that was bad. Okay. Let's try one more time. Cause you're going to go eat dinner in 30 minutes. We'll try one more time. Try to get a different map. Same map, same experience. Uninstalled it. Didn't even play it on Saturday. So we'll just be playing Halo. Yes. I will be playing the shit out of Halo and skipping Battlefield. Sorry. No I, COD, no Battlefield yeah. for this house. It's a D- Halo. Don't mean to go crazy Halo. and rant on, on that, but I, I'm very passionate about Battlefield. I love Battlefield. I was really excited for Battlefield mm-hmm. 2042, um, but this beta has completely soured my opinion on it. And I hope that, that people out there, I hope it's enjoyable for you, and I hope you guys like it. I really do. And I hope this game launches and turns out it didn't need to be delayed. Yeah, and maybe I, I can give it a just shot. The weirdest beta that anybody's ever chosen to do in their life. I hope so too. And I if, you're, can you even bug test a six month year old build? Like if it's been six months, it should remember. be different. But, but the they've code had to come be out. So they've had to come out and say, "Oh, a lot of these bugs have been fixed already." Like, then why isn't this? Why? Why are what, we not playing that this, version? It, so then your answer is, "We're trying to generate hype." Exactly. Which you're not doing. Which you're not doing. I agree. And so I hope this game comes out and a lot of this stuff has been fixed already. Or they take a lot of this criticism into account and they delay their game. I really, really hope this game gets delayed because I think it can be successful next year. No COD, no Halo mm-hmm. to compete with. No other big shooter coming out that hasn't that or there might be something unannounced, but it'd be much better if this game came out and was and was hitting. Battlefield mm-hmm. Five dropped and was iffy. You gotta hit. You gotta hit. You're about to the biggest Halo of all time. And the next COD, you have to come out strong. Yeah. And you're not doing it. Dice, I'm sorry. I don't know who did it to you, but I'm sorry. Anyway, that's all the stuff I've been playing, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Should be. Um, Just Avengers. No Battlefield. Mm-hmm. I was going to play Kena, but decided not to. Because I want to buy Disco Elysium. Yeah. So, anyway. Now it's time for Reader Mail. You can get in your questions or comments or anything right on the show. Or writing questions. in. Yeah. Writing it at syncedappod at gmail.com or the reader mail submissions tab of the Discord with any questions, comments, concerns, just like Spencer did. Get it right on the show. What was your favorite pre-order bonus? I remember when Pokemon Diamond and Pearl originally got announced and the pre-order bonus was a special stylus for the DS and the respective legendary top. A top? Yeah. Le- it was, so you had a stylus and it had like Palkia or Dialga on top of the stylus. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I still have my Pialka stylus. Pialka. Pialka. Palkia. Palkia? 
Dyslexia. Dyslexia. Delicious. Delicious. Um, I'm trying to think of some good ones. There was a. I can't really think of anything. Um, ben was talking to me about a Halo three. The Halo three pre-order bonus was a T-shirt. That's a good pre-order bonus. Mm-hmm. A T-shirt. I respect that. I can't remember which Ubisoft game it was, but there was like a football. It was like one of those crappy footballs you'd get at like a like a, a little football game. A foam football. Yeah. Little I want to say it was like a, it was an Assassin's Creed. Maybe it was Black Flag. Hold up. Yeah, Let me, you know games with maps, bro. Assassin's games with maps. Give me Creed. a map. Oh yeah, a, a poster, but like a good one. Yeah. Don't give me Skyward Sword of the Breath of the Wild came with like a map. Um, like pre orders are usually good. Red Dead did that. You, you got the map of the Red Dead map. Yeah, the Red Dead I map. Have, oh, I still have it. I, I have mine too. Yeah. I had I pre ordered Legends a while back, mm-hmm. and Pokemon Center is sending in RCS Plus for that. Which is like cool. Good, I'm that's like, that's, cool. A, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, let me let me look this up. Assassin's Creed, football. Assassin's Creed is just pre order, and maybe it wasn't Assassin's Creed, but I remember there being a Ubisoft game. That came with, with a football. football. Oh, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, Assassin's Creed for Black Flag football with pre-order. That makes perfect sense. If oh, you just type in, if you just type Assassin's Creed football pre-order, it's the first thing that comes up. Yeah, it's right uh, there when you that's go to what, images. It's pretty memorable. Yeah, show it to the people. It's. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Who asked for this, man? Who at Ubisoft is like, you know what's gonna get them really excited? A football. A football. And I'm not I don't like I don't like like acrylic keychains or anything like that. But I'd rather get one of those. Yeah. A backpack hanger, something <laughs> stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I know I'm looking for the actual football, but there's a meme on here and it's hilarious. Is it the one with his Shorter face people compressed? Like Connor's running on the field. Oh yeah. yeah. There's like, some good stuff. This is the it's game. just the football, bro. I don't know. I'm trying to find it. Here it is. Here's a I hate it, it, but it might be my favorite pre order. There we go. There you go. Just because it's the stupidest one I've ever seen. <laughs> then you got yeah. back right here. I'm kind of go- I'm curious. If I Google stupid pre-order bonuses. I mean, that's got to be on that list. But what other 10 most extravagant or just plain stupid You know, let's look bonuses? at this pre-show. Oh, post-show? Yeah, we'll do post-show. Okay, that's we'll do, the post-show. We'll do that in post-show. We'll show. save that. Yeah. Um, which you can get for $5 at patreon.com. Spoilers. That's what the post-show is yep. going to be this week. Anyway, Lucas also writes in, which AI companions and video games have you enjoyed playing with the most? I mean, it's a great question. Uh, Ellie from Last of Us, good AI companion. The Arbiter, great AI, mm-hmm. AI companion. Garrus Vicarian, bro, all day. Don't know who that is. Mass Effect. Okay. Duh, bro. The yeah, way he said on. it. I guess that, I guess that makes sense. With such confidence. Tally Zora. Your homie mm-hmm. in uh, Disco Elysium. Um, but he's not really a companion. Like he exi- but he's not really a companion. I don't be playing a lot of games with AI companions. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Hulk is fun. Who? I like having Hulk on Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, Hulk running around. Um, AI Companions. Dog meat. Bro, Fallout. So good. So good. I don't think I got it. Um, what's the girl from uh, What's the girl from Skyrim, Jordan? Huh? The girl from Skyrim. Which, there's plenty of them. The main one you get at the beginning. Lydia. Lydia. Classic. And then the vampire, Serana. Mm. Serana. Yep. That's good stuff. That's so, it. Your I'd horse. The, huh? Your horse in Red Dead 2. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Cheryl from Diamond and Pearl. Uh-huh. Alright, man. Hey, bro. No problem to you, bro. Wait, wait. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Sync the Podcast. What's up? What's your question? Who is we're gonna, Cheryl? We're gonna Who's go. Cheryl? We're gonna go into the post when show you're now. Walking through the forest. We're gonna like go into the post show now. The first gym. We'll see you guys um, tomorrow if you watch She's the film cast. She's got a chancy, bro. It's like everybody a else. Um, and she'll heal you after each next battle. Next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.